it's really important to be able to tell this vision, tell this story. So I can build up this army of people who want to make change. And I'm telling them this vision. I'm, I'm giving them these tools. I'm like, come along, like, like, let's go. And these people are telling other partners. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, formerly known as Improv is No Joke, where it's all about believing that strong communication skills are the best way in delivering your technical accounting knowledge and growing your business. An effective way of building stronger communication skills is by embracing the principles of applied improvisation. Your host is Peter Margarita, CPA, a.k.a. The Accidental Accountant, and he will interview financial professionals and business leaders to find their secret in building stronger relationships with their clients, customers, associates, and peers, all the while growing their businesses. So let's start the show. Welcome to episode 14, and my guest today is Sean Kenny, who is the co-founder of PrepLink, a platform that allows accounting firms to work with freelance CPAs remotely, flexible, and on demand. It's the only platform of its kind designed exclusively for people in public accounting. Before founding PrepLink, Sean worked as a CPA for several firms in their tax departments. The idea for PrepLink was born out of his frustration with the lifestyle of public accounting. Sean discovered that providing a tool that allows accountants the option of finding remote, flexible work, he could tap into the abundance of talented, experienced CPAs willing to take on freelance assignments, and firms who could benefit from the large pool of reliable, on-demand experts. With PrepLink, firms can serve their clients better, retain their in-house staff, and become more profitable. He's bringing this message and solution to public accounting to create a change for the better. Now, Sean lives in Charleston, South Carolina with his wife and co-founder, Emily, and their two children. Sean is also a member of the South Carolina Associations of CPAs, and I would like to thank Chris Jenkins for putting me in touch with Sean. By the way, if you know someone who would make a great guest for this podcast, please email me at peter at petermargaritas.com. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I published my new book, Taking the Numb Out of Numbers, Explaining and Presenting Financial Information with Confidence and Clarity on July 30th, 2018. The feedback that I've received has exceeded my expectations. You can read the reviews on Amazon. But I would like to share with you an email that I received from Ryan Parker, who's a CPA, who's also the CEO of Endicott Clay Products. Ryan said, Peter, as I sit here on a flight to Lincoln, I just finished your new book. Congratulations. It was a great read and full of practical, sound advice for presenting seemingly boring numbers in a way that engages an audience and challenges those of us that do present to elevate our game. Actually, he liked it so much, he purchased 10 copies for his team, his sales team. He says his sales team presents to architects, and instead of taking the numb out of numbers, he wants them to take the ick out of the brick. God, I love that parody he used. 
If you'd like to order my book in bulk, that's 10 or more for your team or as a holiday gift for your clients or customers, please email me at peter at petermargaritas.com. I will fulfill the order from my office, personally sign all copies, and provide you with a discount somewhere between 10 and 15% depending upon the size of the order. The book is available on Amazon in paperback and on Kindle. So stop what you're doing, buy it today, and begin taking the numb out of numbers or the ick out of the brick. So without further ado, let's get to the interview with Sean Kenny. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm talking to Sean Kenny today, and he is in one of my all-time favorite cities. He's in Charleston, South Carolina. And Sean, welcome to my podcast. Thanks, Peter. It's great to meet you because this is the first time we've met. The South Carolina Association contacted me and said, you got to interview this guy. He's got something special. So, Sean, before we get into your what, what, what you're providing the accounting community, give us a little bit of your background. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been a CPA for five years where I worked in the industry for five years, primarily in the tax department. Uh, I was looking to one day open up my own firm, serve my own clients, uh, because I really enjoyed the work. I really enjoyed helping people. Uh, And that is when I came up with my idea because like a lot of people out there, we love the work, uh, but I had a I had a hard time swallowing the concept of the next twenty five years of tax seasons, uh, and then also like I I didn't really have all the technical skills because I was only days for a few years. So you said you couldn't envision swallow the fact that you'd be in a cubicle doing tax work and busy seasons for twenty five years. My background I was with Price Price Waterhouse. So this was before the, the Cooper's merger. And I had that same realization uh, that but it only took me three years to finally go, wait, this isn't this is gonna be I, I, I seem I love the work. I, yeah. I love the I, I, I wasn't the most technical person, but I loved helping my clients. I lo- I love that interaction. And just the model didn't didn't fit me fit me either. So yeah. You didn't go out and start your own firm, but what did you do? What is this this thing that you have you're creating? So I created Preplink. And what we are is we are a platform exclusively for accounting firms. And it's where a firm can go out and look for a person to bring on and help them when they need it. So it's an on-demand. And it's only for accounting firms and accountants. And it allows them to collaborate on projects. Projects being maybe they need extra hands during tax time, or maybe they just need help understanding a certain issue that's outside of their expertise. And what I want this to be is I want to offer a small firm all the resources of a large national accounting firm. That they, if, when they need help, they can go out and bring people on. So it's a it's a community that I've got a, I've got like a, maybe a, 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 a state tax issue 
I'm I, I'm in I'm in Ohio, but I've got a, a client in the state of Washington or Calif- probably California would be a better example. I could go to this prep link, your your resource here, and find that expertise to help me solve that problem. Exactly. Exactly. And it's 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 not what I'm promoting is not outsourcing. I want you to be able to develop relationships with people. So when you have issues from California, you said, you know what? I really liked working with Greg. I want to work with him again. So I want to, it is a community, it's a network, but it's a network to establish relationships within the CPA community. So when you have issues, you know, oh, I can reach out to Jane, or I can reach out to Phil. He's an expert on this. And that's exactly what happens at a large accounting firm because these partners, they deal with wider range of issues. And when they hear an issue, they say, you know who you knows that? Jane in the Atlanta office, ask her. She's an expert on this. Okay. So I want to offer that to the small accounting firms. Because I hear, and I've heard this a number of times, multiple ways of saying, if I have an issue that's over my head, I can't like walk down the hall and knock on a partner's door. Like, it's just me. Like, I, like I had to spend all day researching it. And that's just so I can get some level of comfort. But I would rather bring on a person who plays in that sandbox and just, just help me with this. So I want to offer them this, this resource of this network of experts. But then also, it's also a network of sometimes you just need a person to help you out with tax prep or bookkeeping, you know, and I want to provide that to these accounting firms. So many of them out there are hurting. So, Sean, tell me what you've got these freelancers out there. Can, 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 can you give me the demographics of them? What, what does... Are they retired individuals who are looking for additional work? Are, are they people in firms? Who, who are these folks? Uh, honestly, like they're all over the board. Initially, I thought it would be mostly millennials uh, like me. And I was surprised that they're, in the beginning, the largest were surprisingly baby boomers. Uh, people who have been in the industry for 20 plus years who, you know, I heard this like over and over again. I was like, dude, I'm tired of going through these tax seasons. You know, like I just, yeah, um, I would rather not. And they're, and they're looking for alternatives. And there's also uh, a big demographic of people who left their firm and looking to open up their own practice or, have opened up their own practice, but need that um, that bridge, that, that extra income right now. Um, and what, what I'm learning as I'm going along is that there, there are people who are very focused at what they do. They're being very specialized. And their clientele are actually other accounting firms. And they're saying like, you know, I, I'll, I only do not for profit. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just what I'm honed in on. Yeah. They have a lot of clients who are not for profits, but they'll also have like a few accounting firms in their geographic area that they help and they're, and they're a resource. So like what 
I see is PrepLink really allowing people to get really honed in and specialized and really having that deep knowledge about a specific area that a firm can turn to and say, like, hey, like, I need help. Um, let's just use not-for-profit. It's like we're having that issue right now like where a firm's like, you know, I have this client, not-for-profit. They have some issue that's like registration. Like I need a person who deals with them all the time. So there were people out there just, just all they do is not for profit. And when I'm telling them what I'm doing, they're like, this is amazing. Like I get to market my skills to them and they understand the, the value I have. Uh, so like, I want to bring that, not just for like nonprofits, but you know, Nexus, like what happened this past year with Wayfair, there's going to be so many clients asking their accounting firms, like what's happening. And there's dude, I'm telling you right now, like most people, when it comes to like Nexus and like multi-state, it, 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 you know, they like shake in fear because it's just like, it's so confusing. There's so much out there that you really do need a specialist. And I want to offer these small firms because, you know, like more and more people as the, you know, e-commerce and internet is growing, more and more people are, are realizing that their business is not restricted to a geographic area. Like, like they're actually now having internet business. Like I'm like right now, like I have a business, I have clients all over the country that I'm actually going to have to use prep link to bring on people to help me understand my requirements <laughs> as a internet business with all these accounting firms that I'm dealing with across the country. Like, I, like I need help there. Uh, and I can tell you right now, after working in all these accounting firms, like when you have a client that is has customers in a bunch of states, you, like everyone's like, oh man, this is so really, this is gonna be a really hard return. This is gonna be, oh, you know, and there's, and there's only a handful of people in the firm who can who can who who, have, who actually have the expertise. Um, so like I want to I want to be able to be this this resource and offer people this access to this expertise, this, this knowledge. So it's almost like the gig economy has come to the accounting profession through you. In essence, uh, into the internet, I need a person. I can come to you. I need some expertise. I can come to PrepLink. I can find that individual. I, I, can, I can hire them. Uh, they can do the job. And they, they might stay with me for the whole period of time. I, that might be my main go-to resource, but if I've got another issue uh, that maybe from a real estate perspective, I can come to PrepLink. I can find an individual to give me that, help me with that information. I, I think I think it's I think it's really really cool what you're doing. Uh, the alternative to being in a firm to be able to freelance work and provide a service to accounting firms, yeah. especially those smaller accounting firms. Uh, I, I think that. How did you come up with this idea? I mean, it's just because I wanted it. I want it. I'm like, like I'm not, I'm not some software engineer. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a CPA. Like I, like this is an idea that I had. And I was like, dude, like, I want this. This is, this is, this is really cool. And like, where, you know, a little over a year ago, I was in a cubicle. Like I was just, I was working in a firm, and like I had this idea, and I thought it was so, I was so. I don't even impressed, but I was so like moved to buy it and the possibilities and the future, the 
like like the possibilities of what this could do that it sprung me into action where I was like inviting partners, which I would like never do in the area and saying like, this is the vision I have. Like, like, would you be interested? And like, all of them were just like, yeah, like obviously, but like, it doesn't exist. Like, and they're like looking at me, like, what are you you crazy? Like, like, it made me realize that like, yeah, I'm convinced in time. Like when this, when this actually becomes a thing, uh, when I say that, like, like once I have, let's say, you know, just like it is socially justified where it's, it becomes the norm. Every, I think every accounting firm, like every CPA firm is going to be on this thing because how could you not? The value prop is, is it, 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 it makes too much sense right now. But I know, I know most accounting firms right now would not because like, hey, like I get it. It's new. It's like this new concept, you know? So like, I, I, I'm realizing right now that I have to find CPAs out there who are very entrepreneurial minded, who want something different, who want something better than the status quo. Because, you know, most things like right, uh, right now, the accounting industry, working in public accounting, is difficult. It's really, really difficult. There's a lot of churn. You know, like we, a lot of the firms hire people entry level, you know, but there's a high demand entry level because, you know, we're taught experience in public accounting is like invaluable if you're going to be an accountant. And it's true because like you see so much, there's so many businesses you interact with and the work is actually great. Like everyone will tell you that the work is great. It's rewarding. It's the lifestyle. It's the lifestyle of working in public accounting that they have an issue with, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's, it's just like, man, like in small firms, I think are getting hit harder because everyone wants to work for like a prestigious accounting firm because like, hey, you put that on a resume and you have um, more options, right? Right. But you go work at like Henry and Company, where no one really knows what Henry Company is. You know they they have a, a harder time. So like when they when they lose a manager, if you're a partner and like you if you lose a tax manager, like the whole office feels it because it's like it's like it's like it's like a person took a leg from out of a table. It's just like whoa, like this is serious, right? And like, right. like that now that partner or that that. Sole proprietor now has to shoulder that work because, like, there is like expertise that like you need that I want to give for that firm not to lose that tax manager. So a lot of times, tax manager, their mothers, their fathers, they have families, they want to get home, they're missing what's out there. Right. And if you're a recruiter, you're tapping into that. So like you're, you're like, hey, I got this client. He's, he's, he's industry. He's going to pay you equal, maybe more. You don't have to work weekends. That's really appealing to a lot of mothers and fathers. I know because I talk to them all the time. Talk about that. They, they love, they love the work. They, they, you know, like there's issues here that we just need to address. So 
Are you focused primarily on those in the tax world or are you also on the M&A world and the A&A world? That's a great question. And right now, we're pretty tax focused um, okay. in accounting, in accounting, like right now. And that was me just saying, that's what I know. And I know there's an issue there. I know everyone needs help during tax time. So let's offer that right now. Like, like that's easy. Like I know it and we have all the tools here. Mm-hmm. What I realized after the first month of like us, us being live is like, oh no, no, dude, I, 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 gotta, I, gotta, I gotta pack this up with all these subject matter experts. I gotta put in people who can just help on not for profit, not the tax stuff, but like the, the, you know, the dark, the, the admin stuff, which like, I, like I, I have a hard time even explaining. And I've worked on 990s before and like, questions are asking which are just normal everyday questions a not-for-profit would have mm-hmm. it's like um yeah like you would need a person who was a cfo at uh, a national not-for-profit that you could you know just consult with like help with that client and just say like okay like yeah like what you need is you need to like register in all these states and like they 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 have resources like like you're they're, they're tapping into that knowledge where they're, you know, they're, I'm using this as an example because like this just happened like yesterday where a person was like, you, you should use this resource um, or this resource. Um, so like, it's just, you know, like we're just bringing knowledge. Like we're unlocking these efficiencies in our model that could really change the course of public accounting. Like, like, you know, my goal here is not to be just like another app. Like my goal here is to change public accounting for the better. Like I want to, I want to unlock efficiencies. I want to, and I'm, I'm telling the firms about this vision. I'm telling the freelancers about this vision. I'm like, listen, don't look at this, this thing like right now. Like, we, like we just went live. There's, there's only, you know, like X amount of firms right now, and X amount of freelancers right now. It's, it's. It's what it can do right now, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, dude, like this is where it's going. Like this message is 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 resonating with a lot of people. Not everyone, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are like, whoa. And I've had a number, like a number <laughs> of partners and freelancers saying, like, I'm rooting for you. Like, uh, yeah, dude, I, I I think I think this needs it. Like, I, like I want this, you know. And like, yeah. Come on board. And I'm, I'm realizing that anything that's significant, that if you, if you truly believe in something, which I do because I'm, I'm doing it, it's really important to be able to tell this vision, tell this story so I can build up this army of people who want to make change. And I'm telling them this vision. I'm, I'm giving them these tools. I'm like, come along, like, like, let's go. And these people are telling other partners. They're telling other freelancers. Like, I, like I get an email, like, or like a LinkedIn, or just a person signs up, like, hey, um, Jorge told me about this. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And like, it's beginning to spread. Like, I wrote a, like a tweet two weeks ago, and I'm not the guy who, 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 who quotes himself, but it was just like a thought that I could really, um, you know, that I had in my head. I'm like, Tesla. It's like we all know that company. Right. They have 
they have um, a waiting list of, it's like a year or 18 months or something like that for the a Model S. Uh, I don't even know what that's what it's called. They have never spent a dollar in marketing. They've never had a commercial. You know, uh, I just watched a giant game. Yesterday, it looked horrible, but <laughs> every commercial break, there was at least, there was at least a, 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 there was a commercial about a truck or a car. Right. Um, and it's just nonstop, nonstop, right? But like Tesla moves people because like, you know, like regardless of your, your belief in electric cars, just appreciate like what, what they were able to do with no marketing dollars, they had something that inspired people that, you know, it tapped into like, this is the future that you wanted. Like, and it's an, it's an amazing looking car. Like, yeah, it, dude, it, it's electric, but the thing is badass. Like it is amazing, right? It's a car people want to drive. Like my Facebook feed are people at, a Tesla automobile. They're like taking pictures of them, like like buying this really really expensive car, and people like congratulating them. Right? It's like inspired. And like that's what I'm realizing. I'm like, dude, like I gotta keep telling people, like it's an app, but no, no, it's change. I, 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 I'm like the reason I left my job. The reason that like you know like I lose sleep. Um, and I'm so like, so excited about it because like, I, I believe in this. I believe in what I'm doing and I'm telling people like very, like in earnest, like that I'm a CPA and I want this, like, and I have to realize that I can't, I can't soften my message to get these like non-believers because like, it's like, it's not for everyone. It's for these people who want change. And, and it's, it's just not the entrepreneurs, it's tax managers uh, or audit managers who are just like, there's got to be a better way. Like they're like, it shouldn't be this hard. And it's not. And like what, what I'm screaming from the mountaintop, if you tap, I'm not even going to use the word gig because like I, I, that has too much baggage with it. I'm going to say, if you offer flexibility, offer flexibility, the, the amount of people willing to work with you will outstrip the amount of work that you have. Okay. Like if by, by a factor, you know, look at, look at WeWork right now. WeWork's valuation is $35 billion. That's equal to Ford. WeWork is a is an office sharing company. They offer f- flexible arrangements where they have like offices. They're actually the largest real estate owner in Manhattan. They surpassed the Catholic Church in NYU. All they offer is flexible arrangements for people like f- freelancers or companies. They're just they're just offering office space. Like a model has been around for forever. But they're offering flexibility because, like, that's what we want. Like, people love options and flexibility. And now, with this, what's happening in the world is change. Like, we we have options and we want flexibility. CPA 
profession is behind because like everyone says like, no, 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 like this is the model. This is, this is the way we do it. It's like, no, 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 no. For people who tap into this option of flexibility, like, hey, dude, you don't have to use PrepLink, you know, like you, like you can, you can do it yourself. Like, 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 I hope this message gets across that like, just offer flexibility, like offer optionality and you'll get, you'll get people, get, you'll get amazing people. Flexibility, that's an interesting concept. There's a, a firm in, in Maryland. Uh, they've got three. They've got three offices. Uh, I've interviewed. I've interviewed the partners before and, uh, for the podcast, and actually, they helped contribute to my book. The, the firm's name is Delion and Stang. In January of this year, they rolled out a, a new mission statement as well as some new benny benefits. In the mission statement, there used to be we serve our clients, our staff. Well, they flipped it, put staff in front of clients. Love that. It's kind of like Richard Branson. I, I don't, I don't worry about my customers. I worry about the people I hire because if I hire the right people, then yeah. they'll take care of the customers. And then they also rolled out that there are no mandatory Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. Uh, during tax season, and then they took it one step further. Uh, they changed their uh, vacation policy policy to unlimited PTO flexibility. To a, to a degree, but still yeah. not that. And I, I, I put it in this way. That firm is telling their people, we trust you. And wow. that yeah. is, that is, and they have very little turnover and they're growing. And, and the cool, the other cool thing about this firm is both of the partners didn't start their career in public accounting. So they didn't, they weren't pre-wired like most firms are. So as I think about what you're doing, you think, and you think about the flexibility, so I, I see two pieces out there for you. One, uh, baby boomers are retiring. There's a lot of folks who still, CPAs don't stop working. I've, I've, I've learned. They just, they love to work, but they may not be in that structure. So I think you've right. got a, 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 an avenue to tap of those who have retired from firms who still want to work, still want to contribute, but yeah. maybe not on a full-time basis. I think you've got a huge pool uh, of those folks. And then you've got the folks who are at a manager level and most accounting firms that, that you know, I don't like, I don't like the, the millennial word, but I look at that, that younger generation that this one, you could have, I mean, You've got a lot of places that that you that you'll be able to draw those resources on, but I want to talk about. You said something about your story, and now you've just jumped in in my passion, my lane, and most CPAs, most people don't really know how to tell their story. Yeah. And what what is what does that story? You know, they think the story is well, we got fourteen partners, we've got the X, Y, and Z. Those are stats. That's that story. And, and as you continue to grow your business, I think I can go out on the limb here, Sean, and say I think you're just a little passionate about what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and and it's now now it's harnessing that harnessing that passion into that message that resonates. And you know, I, I've worked with some CPAs here in Ohio along those same lines. How do you how do you take that passion and that vision of what you're doing and how do you wrap that up into a tagline, into something so concise? It's, it is so hard. Like um 
I was asked a few months ago, like, you know, what was something that surprised you or like, you know, about this process? And I was just like, well, there's been a lot, but for a, a, a guy who was a CPA, what surprised me was how difficult communication is. It was, it's, it's because like I, you know, I had this idea, like, you know, this is what I want to do. And it's so difficult to express that to a person or to how, how do you write that out? What do you put on your website? Like, you know, and we spent, we still spent so much energy, like mental energy and, you know, and then time rewording coming out, you know, like, like even on this podcast, I was like, I was, you know, I was, uh, I was coming in, I was like, right, you know, what do I say? It's a, it's a platform. Like I'm constantly thinking about it, retooling it, because what you have in your head about what you are and what you want to provide is might be miles away from the perception the other person has about like what like who you are. And they're and they already have not only the perception, but they also have their prejudices stereotype like 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 everything is 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 baked into that that if you if you're able to tell that story so it's there's this clarity and a lot of people like the art of storytelling the, I, I didn't really have context to it before i started this uh so you hear a storytelling like, oh yeah like, tell a story no, no, no like storytelling with communication is how human beings understand like anything. Okay. I'll give you an example because I see it all the time with accounting. Like they they're telling their clients that they have big four experience. I'm like, I don't think your clients understand what, what who big four is. Like they're not accountants. Like any anyone's accounting or touch accounting industry knows exactly what big four is. I told my engineer, like, dude, this guy's big four. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, he worked for the big four. And he's like, big four, what are you talking about big four? And so many people, like amazingly talented people, accounts with like 20 years big four experience, which you would be like, dude, I would work with you in a second. Like, you know how much knowledge you probably have in this area, but they, but they tell them on big four. And they didn't, they did not, Tell they did not convey their experience, their value to them, their expertise, and how they could help them, because they told them a story that the, the other person just totally didn't understand. Like it was, they were just like, "What are you talking like Big Four? I'm talking about." They didn't tell them that, like, "Hey, like, I worked in the Big Four for 20 years on the energy sector, about depletion, about you know, like, like, like how the oils would probably know more about their industry than." Client, right? So that's an amazing advisor, an amazing resource as a business owner that you could express your issues, problem solve with. You know, like there's just so much value there. But we, as CPAs, we don't get that training, right? Like we we don't appreciate that. So like we're not able to tell how we could help these these clients. And I didn't realize this until I was literally, you know, like I I was. An accountant, again, out of a cubicle, struggled, like struggled my, uh, 
you know, like, no, like nauseating where I couldn't communicate what I was doing. I was terrible at the sales, just, just terrible at the whole process. But now I can appreciate it because like, I'm not, I'm, I'm better than I was, but I still, I still have to go a long way. And so now I'm very passionate about it, how important I think it is for CPAs in public accounting because uh, it's different if you're in industry, but for public accountants to truly appreciate the, the skill of, of marketing in sales. But under that is storytelling. Okay. My sister works for one of the most well-known technology companies. She's a very senior sales account manager. They go through so much training for the sales. Executives are constantly telling them, like, like get your storytelling down. Like, like, what is your story? Like, how can you express what we can do for them? Like, where they can understand. That's, that's the, one of the best technology companies that, like, out there. And they're at the top of the game. So, like, the top people, the top technology company, the top industry, like, industries in the world. And they're, they're telling, talk about storytelling. And they're, 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 like the heads are, are saying like storytelling, storytelling. And I've, I've heard it recently from, you know, like heads of like, like very influential people uh, from like GE. And they're like, dude, storytelling is like everything. Like, otherwise, like, what are you giving? Them? You know, uh, what, what you're giving them is facts and figures and facts and figures don't drive decision-making emotions drive decision-making and storytelling. That's the, we bring, that's where we bring the emotion in. So you're talking the moment you said the big four and you said all this stuff and it made me think of something. Um, and we, we've talked about this. So I asked you the other day, do you speak a foreign language? And you said, no. And then I said, well, let me rephrase that for you. Do you speak the foreign language of business called accounting? And you said, of course I do. And I said, yeah, it is a foreign language. And I, I will say something. I, I, the, the foreign language of accounting, whether you're in public accounting, you're in industry, you're in government, you're in education, you're still speaking that foreign language. Yes. And, and you are cursed, by the way. Uh, Sean, you are cursed. And most people in the accounting profession are cursed. They're cursed with their knowledge. Here's a book that you should really read that, that, that really kind of, pushed me down this path. It's called uh, Made to Stick uh, by Chip Heath. Great book. And one of the first things he's talking about is the, the, this curse of knowledge. You cannot unlearn what you've learned. Trust me. I can still recite some stuff. I haven't done the accounting in forever. I can still go back in my mind and pull this information out. But when you're talking to somebody who doesn't have that language, you can't speak accounting speak. Yeah. yeah, you have to put it in plain English. And even even in the world of accounting, if I'm a, if I'm a partner in a firm and, and you're a senior or maybe even a manager, my knowledge level is still, my competency is still higher than yours. I have to be able to bring my knowledge. I'm not dumbing it down, but to a point where we can connect and we don't do it. And that's the other big challenge we have in, in that aspect of storytelling. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and, and you said it, I, I tell you what, the accounting is easy. The communication is hard, but we, so hard. But we tend to call it soft skills. But I say, you know, we may call it soft skills, but I think you'd agree they're pretty hard to master. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's not like in accounting, it's very rational, right? Where it's uh, for the most part, Mm -hmm. there are tax courts for sure. And there are ways to go around it. Like it's that old joke, uh, what's one plus one? Uh, and a captain would say, what do you want it to be? Right. Like, exactly. like, like, there, like there's right. But it's, it, but the knowledge is, is rational base, right. Where like soft skills, there's not that it's harder on that feedback loop to know whether or not, uh, you're, you're doing well. And the feedback is also like, it's, it can be very painful and awkward where you're like, man, that was so, that sales call was so Bad. Like I was so nervous. I was, I, I was horrible. Like it was really awkward for both of us. Uh, where, you know, if you look at it as a skill, you would say, okay, like you would assess that conversation and be like, that didn't go too well because of this reason, or I, I did this. And if you look at it as a skill, you know, you can get better at it. Uh, I think a lot of us have this belief that these, these, this, Sales skills or the communication, it's just a, in this inherency, right? Like, I'm just not good. I'm an, I'm an introvert, right? Right. But it's not, it's a skill that you gotta, you, like, you gotta keep working on. Like, and you, you can get training and like learning. Dude, I've watched, like, I watch YouTube videos all the time on, on good people, like quality people, because I'm a millennial and we watch YouTube to learn how to do things. Right. Um, and it's been really helpful where I can approach a sales call, you know, where I used to get like, seriously, so worked up and so nervous. Now I'm like, I have fun on, you know, because I feel like I'm helping. And I think, I think, you know, we, we as a profession need to really respect the sales. I have heard this and I, and I am now, as an entrepreneur, right? I'm. I believe sales is so necessary and so great. If 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 you have the right skills, if you have the right approach to it, it's it really is a noble profession because you are helping people. And a good sales experience, a a client will walk away with the feeling of I was just helped, right? Right. If it was a bad experience and a bad person with bad skills, like it, it's it's that creepy feeling. It's kind of like you know, like it's it, it feels like you're. It's just unpleasant. It's just an unpleasant experience. And like, dude, there, there's just a lot of bad salesmen out there. Right. Great ones. You don't feel like you were dealing with a salesman. In fact, like I think a lot of companies are changing the names of like are we're going away with the names of sales and they're using things like customer success or something like that. Right. Right. They're, right. They're trying to lighten it, but like we shouldn't, like we should as CPAs, like we should really be like, we should be like, dude, like sales, you, you know what? Forget CPAs, forget all this. You want to be an entrepreneur? You want to go out um, mm. and tell people what you can do for them? You got to learn sales because right. it's, 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 it's a skill and there's a way to approach a client, how do you know they're a prospect? How do you know who's a lead? You know, like these are skills that you got to learn, dude. I I got I remember, I, dude. I remember last year I got a 
CRM. Didn't even know really what I was using. Yeah. And they said, um, you know, like when you have a CRM, it says, is this guy a lead? Is he a prospect? Uh, is he a, like, like where in the cycle? And I, I was kind of lost. I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to, like, what's a lead? Like, how do I know it's a lead? How do I don't know if it's qualified? Like, well, what's a prospect? What's the difference between a prospect? I, now I'm like, yeah, dude, I know exactly where they are because like, it's, it's, it's like, how do you approach a person? Like, where are they with a comfort level? And it's just really like sales is really educating people um, and understanding their needs and educating them on what you could do. And just like, you know, like it's about helping people. It's about like, like is what you're looking for? Like what I have. Um, and that's a, that's a, a yeah, you know, a generalization, but whatever. Well, I got I to wrap this up, but I, I do want to say, before we go, I want to say a few things. One, you just summarized sales in a way that, and you've, you've said it through this interview, you want to help people. Not, yeah. you, you didn't say, I want to make a quadrillion dollars. No, you said that you want to help people and you want to see change. So, and you bring that passion, you bring that message, you, you've got a, you've got a really cool product, really cool service that you are offering the profession. If I could look into my crystal ball, I, I, I would say if I came back in a year, let's plan on that. If, if I still have the podcast around a year from now, I'll be going into my third or fourth year. Let's revisit and let's see where you are and, and, and how you have grown this and, and go and, and think back to this conversation then a year from now how big has this gotten where's the new product lines where's the new service lines how how is all this reformulated or repositioned your view because you know you get that entrepreneurship you get that the need for communication and you're out there to serve your clients to serve the profession and just by having that mentality get almost guarantees your success almost guarantees that you're continually hardworking towards that goal and, and being able to adapt to a changing landscape. So one, I, I'm, I, I thank the South Carolina Association, Chris Jenkins and his team for putting us in contact with each other. Uh, we will stay in contact over this next year. I, I, I wish you the best. I, I think you had a great website. And we'll put the, we'll put the link to the website on, in the show notes. I'll mention it in the intro. It's been a pleasure having this conversation. I look to uh, uh, more future uh, conversations with you. I really enjoyed this. This has been fun because, like you, like you don't always get to express, yeah, you know, like what you've learned um, the past year with a person who appreciates how the how tough it is to communicate. Uh, so yeah, it's it's, it's been a blast. Cool. I, I appreciate it. And uh, uh, take care and, and enjoy that good food down there in, uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, my friend. Absolutely. I want to thank Sean for taking his time to explain how he wants to transform the public accounting business and his platform for doing it. I will have to say one thing. He is very passionate about his mission and I can't wait to see it evolve into something very special. In episode 16, my guest is Carrie Seschel, who's an entrepreneurial business consultant, speaker, and best-selling author who is a former partner with Deloitte. 
Becoming an entrepreneur is extremely challenging and Carrie can help you think through everything that you need to do so you can start your own business and be a success. Thank you for listening and begin the process of changing your mindset and getting out of your comfort zone and develop new skill sets to become more future ready. Your call to action is to take one hour a week to think about what you need to do to become future ready. What skill do you need to begin to learn so you can begin to transform your career and be ready for the future? Remember, part of being future ready is being an improviser and being an improviser is someone who's willing to take on risks in order to grow. So thank you for listening and please share this episode with a friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.